And welcome to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I am your host, Liz Fiddler, and today we are going to talk about sunflowers. This is something that my customers request all of the time, and I feel like managing expectations when it comes to sunflowers as cut flowers is something that I am constantly doing. So I will just keep talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. But essentially, If I have a field of sunflowers that is burst wide open, it means I didn't do my job as a flower farmer. Now, the reason I say that is because once they are wide open, you really don't want to sell them. Now, certain varieties that have like a 10 to 14 day base life, I feel like most people, if their flowers last a week, they're pretty happy with it. So I will sell them on my U-picks when they're a little bit past open because whenever I try to sell them where they're supposed to be, when they're barely open and cracking one tiny bit of color and one petal is lifting off the center, people are like, well, where are the sunflowers? I'm like, no, that's them. And then they stare at me and then they don't want to pick them. (laughs) I am really trying to figure out what to do differently with my U-picks next year because while I love them and they're a lot of fun and you could say, well, it's easy, it's easy money. It, it really isn't. <laughs> when you look at all of the time that goes into it and preparing, and I understand that people want to leave with a premium product, but it's hard to get customers to realize that the bouquet that they are picking is not going to be the same quality as the bouquets in our subscriptions. They're just not. We pick our flowers. We are done picking before 8 a.m. We pick them straight into cold water. We put them in the cooler for a couple hours before we arrange them. We are really, really focusing on quality. And so I just don't, I don't know what the solution is, but other than just managing expectations, it's not going to be the same. And so, you know, we can sit there and try to show them, but it's, I feel like when we do a you pick, I'm actually creating, and I'm going off on a tangent. I promise I'm getting back to sunflowers here in a minute, but I'm actually going to create for next year. I'm going to create like a an algorithm, like just to adjust customer expectations because people are like, well, what should I come to? Should I come to a stem bar, a you pick, or should I just get a subscription? And the thing is for you picks, we have to show people how to cut them, how to strip the leaves and how to arrange them. Whereas for stem bars, we just have to show people how to arrange them. And then obviously for subscriptions, you just have to pick which bouquet you like and then you leave. And so people that come and they have no idea what they're doing, they don't want to get their hands dirty, they aren't comfortable, like this was never a good fit. I cannot go one-on-one with every single you pick person here and show you exactly how to do for every single stem. That's that's not included in the price. You don't get a private one-on-one lesson for everything. I I can I try to help as much as I can, but when people are expecting, you know, one-on-one help the entire time they're here, it it just doesn't work. And so sunflowers are one of those really difficult things to have on the you picks, and so I think what I'm going to continue to do is I will pick them ahead of time as they're ready and I'll just have buckets of them and people can take them because like I said, people come and they want to cut them or they want to see, you know, a field of sunflower and photographers want sunflowers. And 
The thing is, I, I will never grow an acre of sunflowers. I just won't. Not for photographers, not for not for that reason, because there's no way it's profitable for me. It takes up a lot of space. The seed's expensive and they bloom for two weeks and then they look like literal crap after that. You know, I might uh, cut them up and put them in together as like almost like corn husks and sell them as bunches that way, but it still all just takes time in the fall. And so, you know, the reason that these sunflower fields and these, these open places exist is, you know, if they're selling them for the seeds as an actual crop, but when you're selling them as a cut flower, you need to pick them before they're barely opening. But sunflowers are a major symbol of summer and they're vibrant and they're big and they have a massive, you know, stem size and they just make any floral arrangement stunning. And so, you know, we're going to talk about harvesting, when to plant, how much water they need, growing information, best varieties, succession planting, all of those things. So in Minnesota, you have to plant them after your first frost. So in our zone, the last couple of years, it's actually been late April. And usually we say, you know, anytime after May 5th is what I will go off of. I will look at the 10 day forecast. And as long as the low is always above 40, I'm going for it. I'll put the seeds in the ground. It's warm enough. The varieties that I plant have a short germination or a short days to maturity. And so I'm going to succession plant anyway. And so I, I say go for it after about May 5th. And then they do require a lot of watering, especially during drive spells. And so we try to go with about an inch of water every week, but you don't want to over water because that can lead to what root rot root root rot root rot um what what root rot so just be cautious not to overwater and it's best to just water deeply and less frequently so that's why I try to use drip lines for those because they go straight to the root and these plants are so tall the ones I plant are usually about five feet tall or so those are the pro cut varieties and those are the best varieties for cut flowers the pollenless ones but we'll get to that in a minute. I do typically space them about four to six inches apart because that encourages them to stretch upwards. And then the stems are still strong and sturdy, but they aren't so big that they barely fit in a vase. And it's hard to arrange them when it's the size of a broomstick. However, I did push this limit a little bit and I planted them like two to three inches apart in a lot of spots. And that was a mistake. They were flimsy and terrible and it didn't work. All right, podcast listeners, I have an ask of you. Between writing these episodes, recording, editing, uploading, and the fees to even have an account, this podcast takes a lot of time, effort, and resources. I'm fortunate to have a team helping me out, but it's time to evaluate where this podcast is going and if we can continue doing this. I have had so many messages and emails letting me know that this podcast has brought some bit of joy to people's day or week and is entertaining, inspiring, or in some other day just improves their life, their drive, whatever it might be. And I want to keep this podcast focused on content that informs, entertains, and is mindful of your time. And one way to accomplish this is through direct listener support. Your support would help the show not only continue, but grow. If you look at this episode's notes, you'll find a link that talks about Sunny Mary Meadow Premium, I've set up a link where you can quickly and easily support the show and the whole thing takes about 60 seconds. 
We are asking for $7 a month to help continue our mission. If the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast is a part of your day or week and you love what you're doing, please visit the link and consider supporting us. As a special thank you, you will receive access to weekly bonus episodes of what we did on the farm that week. It's anywhere from a five to 15 minute episode. So think of that $7 as a high five to keep us going and creating the episodes. So it's less than $2 a week just to keep us going so we can keep doing this. Thank you. So the best varieties for cut flowers that I have found, you're going to want to make sure that you pick ones with long stems, uh, large sturdy blooms, and pollenless because then it doesn't get all over the table. So the Pro Cut series are specifically bred for cut flower production, and they, you know, they come in a lot of colors, a long base life, and the majority of my flowers are this variety. I like the Pro Cut Orange. I like the Pro Cut Light. Um, there is a white light. It's really pretty, but the bugs can get to it really easy. I used to do the Pro Cut Plum. I am done with those. They're so pretty, but they just get so floppy in the vase. And so they need a lot of work, even with subscriptions. If we cut it, try to cut those short, uh, they end up flopping over. So I'm just going to stick with the orange and then the traditional, the traditional colors because you know, or so if they're gold, gold light, they, they're gold on the outside and then have a gold yellow center. So either way, yellow sunflowers with a dark center or yellow sunflowers with a yellow, yellow center, yellow, yellow center is what I'm going to go with the other ones. So they come in like a mammoth or a teddy bear. It has fluffy double blooms. I did grow those one year. And then I also did autumn beauty. I also like to do some of the branching varieties because those are great for you picks. The kinds that I have done. Okay, so the pro cut single stem ones that I love are Horizon, White Night, White Light, and Orange. I think I'm going to do a lot more orange ones next year. And then, like I said, the, the pro cut or then the branching varieties that I do. So these are the, the single stem pro cut are the ones that the more that once you cut them, they are one and done. Whereas there are branching varieties. They have strong stems, they're uniform, they're upright, but they, they do keep producing the more you cut them. So there's one called Rogue Royal, which is Moulin Rouge is the other name for it. And that is the one that I will continue doing over and over again, including teddy bear with the roughly stems. And then also there's a really pretty strawberry blonde one, but these, they're not going to be as massive. They're not going to be as big, but they're fun for you picks. And if you have a, a very small space that you are growing in, you're going to want these cut and come again spots. The more you cut them, the more they produce. So branching sunflowers are great in that aspect. If you have a small area, however, they're not going to be as big and sturdy and vibrant. So you can also do what I do, and that is succession planting. So that gives you a continuous supply of sunflowers throughout the season, and it involves planting new seeds every couple of weeks, allowing for staggered bloom times. So by doing so, you can enjoy a steady harvest of fresh sunflowers for a longer period. I like to plant in long rows, planting about 500 to 750 of them every 7 to 10 days. When I harvest a group of that volume, 
I cut them about three inches from the ground with a pole saw after I've cut them. So I'll go through and I'll cut them with my scissors about 18 to 24 inches long. And then from the flower head. And then once that whole group is done, I will go back through with a pole saw and then cut them about three inches from the ground. And then as long as it is about July 20th or before that, that I've harvested that section, I will literally plop a new seed right next to it. And then those sunflowers will bloom 60 days later. So the ones that I planted May 5th are now blooming by the 4th of July because it's 60 days later. I will go through and pick those all that week. And then July 10th or whatever, I go through, cut those stalks three inches from the ground, plop a new seed in, and then I will have sunflowers 60 days later, which is the first week of September. Using that same exact spot, I will have 500 to 750 more sunflowers. I will say sunflowers are one thing that I can pretty much count on the germination. I don't have a rabbit problem because I have a dog named Merle that chases them away. But for the most part, I can pretty much guarantee that if I plant a seed there, I will get a flower there. And then that way I don't have these ugly stalks throughout my U-picks. Getting back to harvesting that I kind of barely touched on in the beginning, but knowing when to harvest your sunflowers is really important to have the right base life. So as cut flowers, they should be harvested when the petals are barely opening. I use a sharp shears or scissors to cut the stem at a 45 degree angle about a foot and a half to two feet below the flower head. This keeps it as a much longer vase life. Now, if I'm going to store them in my cooler for a week or so, I'm going to try to get closer to that two foot, you know, 24 inch, 20 inch um, mark, because then every few days I will go through and trim them a little bit shorter while they're in the cooler because it does get scabbed over and it's not taking up as much water. So because they're not dry stored. Now, if something is dry stored, like a peony in the cooler or a tulip where they're not in water, I don't worry about that. I, I actually don't want to go cut off them because then that's when they, that signals them to open up. But sunflowers don't have that problem. I try to harvest them early morning or late evening when the temperatures is cooler because this preserves the freshness and it keeps it from wilting. And admittedly, while noon is really tempting because Sunflowers shift and they face toward the sun and they point upward around noon. It's tempting because otherwise they're they're facing fully sideways and it's harder to arrange when they're facing sideways instead of facing upward like other flowers. But it's too hot out at noon. You can't pick them at two o'clock. So keeping in mind to do it when it's not super hot. And that's the same with any flower. And then conditioning immediately after harvesting, place the sunflowers in a bucket of clean water allow them to hydrate for a few hours before arranging them in the vase. I try to let them sit. Honestly, with sunflowers, typically morning and evening, we just get a big flush of them. And then we try to pick them twice a day when we have some blooming. And the way we do them, they're all usually blooming within a day or two. And then we get a week off and then they're blooming within a day or two. And we can spread them out through the entire week because of how we space out the succession plans or succession plantings. And then that allows us to get, you know, two or three per bouquet. And again, that's, that's not something we've done, had that quantity. We haven't had the time to like fully plan it out. So if you're a subscriber and you're listening and you're like, well, 
I don't get two or three per bouquet. That's coming next year. We're planning on it. You know, we've always, you know, had a focal and had these good recipes, but I am finding that customers want more of the fancy stuff and more of what they think is pretty. And so to have a sunflower with two snaps, two zinnias, two status, two gomfrina, two basil, two, you know, they don't want two of 15 things. They're fine with four of three things or four of five things, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. So if you're growing sunflowers as cut flowers in Minnesota, keep in mind that you have to cut them before they get pretty. So if you're going to use them in a vase, plant them somewhere that they're not going to matter in your landscaping. Yeah. So roll up your sleeves, get your gardening tools ready and prepare to create some beautiful floral arrangements with your sunflowers. I really think if you are growing, you know, a tiny little garden for cut flowers, sunflowers are an absolute must to have in there. Thank you for listening. There's my little spiel on sunflowers. Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. Sunny Mary Meadow dot com.